0: Hello, this is Mother Dolores Hart. I'm the next guest on On Screen and Beyond.
1: On Screen and Beyond, an inside look into the entertainment world featuring interviews with people from the movie, TV, and music industry, news on upcoming TV and DVD releases, and the rumor mill. And now... Here's the host of On Screen and Beyond, Brian Zemrak. Welcome to another season of On Screen and Beyond. This is season seven. I'm your host, Brian Zemrak. We are on episode 278 of the weekly show that keeps you updated on what's coming your way as far as upcoming new movies, remakes, sequels, and TV and movie DVD releases, as well as our interview segment with a guest from the movie, TV, or music industry. This week, we're going to be taking a look at what's coming your way in theaters in September. And also on Blu-ray and DVD releases. And, of course, our guest this week, starting off a new season of On Screen be Beyond, is Dolores Hart. Now, Dolores was in two Elvis movies. She was also one of my favorite movies, uh, Where the Boys Are. And uh, she was one of the stars of that movie. And she's going to be joining us. She is now a Reverend Mother. And she's going to be talking about her transition. She has a new book out, uh, her transition from actress to a reverend mother, and uh, all sorts of stuff. It's very interesting, and it's going to be coming up in a few minutes here on On Screen and Beyond. Also, here we are starting a a new season. We took two weeks off, and uh, what did I do during that time? Well, uh, along with trying to get other people to come on the show as our guest, um, (laughs) I fell off a ladder and broke a couple ribs, or cracked a couple ribs. And, uh, so if, if I make any unusual noises during the show, it's because my, I, I can't laugh too much and I also can't, uh, uh, sneeze or cough. So if I do any of those, you're going to hear me wince in extreme pain. So we'll see what goes on with that. But anyways, uh, I, I think it's best that I don't take any more time off. Uh, falling off ladders is not a good way to go. So anyways, what do you say? We get into what's coming your way for remakes in theaters this month in September right here on on screen and beyond remake madness as far as what's coming your way in theaters in September as far as remakes there aren't any unusual but that's true next we'll find out what's coming your way is upcoming new movies and I guarantee there are new movies coming your way in September right here we're gonna give it to you on on screen and beyond Upcoming new movies coming your way in theaters in September. On September 13th, The Family, starring Robert De Niro and Michelle Pfeiffer, hits theaters as a mob boss and his family. Join the Witness Protection Program. And look for Hugh Jackman and Jake Gyllenhaal to star in Prisoners. It's about missing children. That comes your way on September 20th. And Rush stars Chris Hemsworth. And it's in a Ron Howard film about Grand Prix racing. That's also on September 20th. And finally, on September 20th, Parkland tells the story of the chaotic events at the Dallas Hospital on the day President Kennedy was assassinated. And James Franco stars in As I Lay Dying on September 27th as a family travels in Mississippi to bring the body of their mother to burial. And Joseph Gordon-Levitt heads don john it's comedy he wrote and directs and it also stars scarlett johansson julianne Moore, and tony danza that's it for upcoming new movies next on on screen and beyond we're going to take a peek at what's coming away as far as sequels in theaters in september next on on screen and beyond Sequel City, as far as sequels coming your way in theaters in September, look for Riddick. He's going to be coming your way on September 6th, starring Vin Diesel, as it continues 2000's Pitch Black and 2004's The Chronicles of Riddick stories. And on September 13th, it's time to get scared once again in Insidious 2. And Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2 comes your way in theaters on September 27th. That is it for Sequel City. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as TV on DVD? TV shows on DVD coming your way in September. It looks like on September 2nd, Mama's Family, the complete series, heads your way. And on September 3rd, Ancient Aliens, Season 5, Part 1. And Criminal Minds, Season 8. Haven, Season 3, Lex, The Complete Series, The Office, Season 9, Parks and Rec, Uh, that's going to be Season 5, and Persons of Interest, Season 2, Revolution, Season 1, Route 66, Season 1, Scandal Season 2, The Shield, The Complete Series, and Vampire Diaries, Season 4. On September 10th, look for Anger Management, Volume 2, Army Wives, Season 7. Arthur C. Clarke's Mysterious Universe. And also look for The Big Bang Theory, Season 6. Blue Bloods, Season 3. Castle, Season 5. Chicago Fire, Season 1. Homeland, Season 2. In Search of, Season 5 and Season 6. And It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, Season 8. The League, Season 4. Many Loves of Dobie Gillis, Season 1. Wanted Dead or Alive, The Complete Series special edition september 17th look for arrow season one bates motel season one csi season 13 Grimm, season two leverage season five the mentalist season five nashville season one vegas dvd edition september 24th look for two broke girls season two american dad volume eight family guy volume 11 hannibal season one Hawaii 5.0 Season 3, Law and Order, SVU Season 14, The Mod Squad Season 3, Volume 1 and Volume 2, Modern Family Season 4, The Neighbors Season 1, and you can look for South Park Season 16 and Two and a Half Men Season 10. That is it for TV on DVD. Coming up next on On Screen and Beyond, what's coming your way as far as movies on DVD in September? We've got it next. Movies on DVD coming your way in September. September 3rd, Empire State with Dwayne Johnson. The English Teacher with Julianne Moore. Now You See It with Jesse Eisenberg. And Sharknado with Tara Reid will be coming your way. On September 10th, you can look for Love Is All You Need with Pierce Brosnan. And look for Peoples with Craig Robinson. And Star Trek Into Darkness with Chris Pine. And you can also get Delete with... Seth Green. September 17th, The Bling Ring with Emma Watson. Disconnect with Jason Bateman. World War Z with Brad Pitt. Suddenly with Ray Liotta. And on September 24th, Iron Man 3 with Robert Downey Jr. And Redemption with Jason Statham. And Barabbas with Billy Zane. That is it for Movies on DVD coming your way in September. Next on On Screen and Beyond... Our first guest of the seventh season of On Screen and Beyond comes your way. Episode two hundred and seventy-eight, the Reverend Mother Dolores Hart is coming your way, and I say Reverend Mother because she has become a nun, and uh, she did that quite a few years ago. She was in two Elvis movies, and of course, one of her big movies was Where the Boys Are, and uh, shortly after that, she went into uh, the convent, and now she is a Reverend Mother. She's going to be telling us. All about that. She has a book out, The Ear to the Heart, and we're going to let you know all about that also. And it's coming up next, right here on a fascinating edition of On Screen and Beyond. Today on On Screen and Beyond, my guest has gone from being an actress who appeared on screen beside Elvis in two movies and starred in the classic spring break movie, Where the Boys Are, to becoming a Reverend Mother. She currently has a book out called The Ear of the Heart, An Actress's Journey from Hollywood to Holy Vows. It's Reverend Mother Dolores Hart. Dolores, welcome to On Screen and Beyond.
0: Thank you. I loved your title, On Screen and Beyond. It's very... Um, interesting and gives you um, hope for just about anything to come.
1: Well, there, there are so many actors and actresses who have done things beyond the screen that uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's. We just love hearing those stories, and and yours is is a, a unique one.
0: <laughs> I, I guess there's not too many of us
1: around. <laughs> <laughs> I can't think of any others, but there may
0: be. <laughs> well, I think June Haver started out that way. Really, but uh, Fred Mcbury interfered. And she 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 left Hollywood to go to a convent, but um, left in a short time and then married uh, Fred McMurray. I don't know how many people know about her um, exploits before she got married, though.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I, I don't, that's for sure.
0: <laughs> well, June was a friend of mine, so um, I, she probably um, spoke about this in, a, in, in years ago with confidence, but june is now with the lord so i don't think she minds who knows
1: we'll get into your career how you started uh... uh your acting and then how you made the transfer but uh, i'd like to first off know your book an amazing book and it's something that it always intrigues me why did you decide to write the book
0: well actually it was a mutual decision the author is a man named dick denute richard DeNute. Mm-hmm. Um Dick was a friend of mine all the way back to 1958 or 9 when I was in Hollywood. He was um, a um, part of the Globe Photos system in those days, which was the way they got movie magazines photographed and um, all the publicity that went into getting um, uh, young players on, um, on the front page. And anyway, I knew Dick. In fact, I even dated him at that time. And then we just became friends. And that friendship followed me right through to the time I entered the Abbey. And we had many different um, things that we shared doing when he came here. And um, we were also mutual friends to Patricia Neal. And he helped me in writing her book in the 80s, 2083, I think. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, about six, two 2003, I think, Dick said to me, now don't you think it's time that you write your memoir before you get too old to remember anything? <laughs> and I said, well, you know, Dick, I think that's a very good idea, but if you help me, then I wouldn't take any chance of forgetting anything. So he bit, and we we began, but it was not a simple matter because we had to um, meet uh, various times, like an hour every couple of days on telephone, and um, until we got to iChat, it was really um, almost impossible. But then, as when you just keep doing something. It works, and by last Christmas, we had finished and negotiated with uh, Ignatius Press to publish it, and it went out on the seventh of May this year. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: yeah. And now, I know maybe you haven't heard anything, or, or but is there any chance that anybody is looking to make this into a film? Because I think this would be an amazing film.
0: Well, we had um, a a very, very um, generous offer from men, um, Jack Wall and Dan Angel, uh, who are partners in filmmaking, and they asked me, oh my gosh, it must have been as early as when we first started writing the book, if there was any possibility of them doing it into a film. So um, the um, the, the advice of our Abbotson people here was to wait until the book was out and see um, just who we really felt could do the job best. Mm-hmm. But at this point, I'm hoping that it will be Dan Angel and Jack Wall. Yeah.
1: yeah. Now, this here again is a, is a question that's you know may not be <laughs> a, a good question to ask, but if they were going to make a movie. Who would you like to see play you in the film?
0: Well, you know, there was a woman who played in a film. She played in the film about the Sonome. I think that was even the name of the film.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I believe I know what you're talking about. Which one you're and talking about?
0: When I saw that film, I said, "Oh boy, I bet she would be really good if I had to make a film." Not. not Not my earlier years, but um, later years, you know, the 35, 40 years old and on, Mm -hmm. um, that would be really a good person. But why, that name just slipped my mind.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think. I I, I know which film you're talking about, too. Mm -hmm. But uh, anyways, is it difficult when you're writing a book like this, and I've asked this many times of different people who have been on the show, to look back at your career and try to, to... decide what you're going to put in the book
0: well um i was a very generous diary keeper and note keeper from the time i was a little girl you know i have a a whole diary full of how many times i saw i love lucy it was it was just somewhere in my bones and so the first thing dick asked me was please Get together all of your diaries and notebooks, and let's go through them and see what really works for you. And so we just started writing things down, not editing to begin with.
1: Mm -hmm. Now, looking over your career, and I've always enjoyed... The film that you made, where the boys are. That if if I say that on TV, I have to watch it. (laughs) I just enjoyed (laughs) that film. (laughs) And but even back then, you were playing the good girl. Yeah, I guess that's true. You know, Uh, Mm -hmm. I mean, and and then you made another film, Francis of Assisi's. Now, Mm -hmm. when you made Francis of Assisi's, at that time, were you thinking about going in to be a nun?
0: Actually, um, I really was not. um, let's see. Um, turned on by the um, idea of becoming a nun, because I had um, visited a Benedictine monastery and really loved the abbey, and I appreciated very much Saint Clare in the fact that she was such a um, a, a beautiful and riveting example. And she was also a Franciscan. So at the level of um, do you want to do this because of her, I don't think that ever really crossed my mind Mm -hmm. because my desire was really for a contemplative monastic life. And I could only appreciate what she had done and want to know more about her to do the part well. I think the film that Really um, spurred me toward my vocation is um, perhaps a lesser known film called Lisa, which I did with Stephen Boyd.
1: Okay, and, yeah, that's what, 1962 or somewhere around there?
0: Yes, that's right. And uh, that film, for the first time in my life, I was really confronted with the meaning of redemption because this girl, Lisa, had been victimized by the Nazis in Auschwitz and was a medical experiment and was trying then, as she got free of that involvement, trying to find her way back to Israel to renew her life. And Stephen Boyd was, of course, uh, the um, love interest who took on that, that desire for her and took her across Europe to um, return her to her country. I was so moved to speak with um, particularly a young woman um, who was um, Suzanne Zad, that was her name. And she had also been in Auschwitz from the time of 14 to 18 or 19 and had gone through very terrifying experiences, which she um, spoke to me about, and again, that that deep call that evil needs to be redeemed. It needs to be um, taken on at, at, at the root of its um, insanity. That's what that film awakened me to, and I think... I began thinking very seriously then about what would be the best value in my life and would Hollywood really help me to fulfill what
1: I was born for. Do you know if Lisa is available on DVD?
0: Lisa is um, available. Um, It's... it's, It's also on... It was for a long time. You could get it through...
1: The YouTube, also. Oh, okay. Yeah, Yeah, because it sounds like a powerful film.
0: And I think Amazon also has it. Yeah. But um, if you have any trouble getting it, please let me know, and I'll try my best to to find out how to get a copy to you.
1: Yeah, because it sounds like an interesting film. Is it true that, you know, you read a lot of things on the Internet, and so you kind of wonder if they're all true or not, but I had read that during filming of uh, Francis of Assisi that you met Pope John, and he had called you by saint Clair when in when you were meeting him. is that true?
0: um actually it was um, I'm not sure exactly when that meeting was, but it was true that um, um I was um allowed that um meeting with him, and when i when he came into the room carried on one of those chairs that um, was part of the ceremony in those days, and um, his right shoe, or slipper, flipped off his foot and went underneath the chair, and the guards who were carrying him, a couple of them held him, of the others got down on their hands and knees to get the the, the shoe. Well, that set the Holy Father into such a state of laughter, he just rocked with the fun of that. And at that point, the um, Monsignor, who was with me, Monsignor Carew, he said, go up now and talk to him. It's the perfect moment. So I took my lead, and I went up, and, and I greeted him, and he turned to me, and he said, oh, Chiara. Hmm. And we had not made St. Francis yet that was why this um i don't think the the film actually was made but i don't think it was released yet so i was really stunned and i said to him oh holy father your excellency no my name is dolores um mi nombre is dolores and he looked at me again and he said oh no 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 for you is Kiata?
1: Wow. Huh. Well,
0: I tell you, I was blown over. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you must have goosebumps.
0: <laughs> I, indeed, indeed. And because I kept, I, do I argue with him? <laughs> right. No. no. <laughs>
1: You know, uh, looking at the different people that you've worked with over the years, um, in fact, a lot of them have been guests on our show here. Uh, Robert, really? W- you, wa- you worked with the Robert Wagner, mm-hmm. and um, you also worked on The Virginian, right, with uh, James yeah. Drury. Yeah. James has been a guest on the show. Yeah. And um, there was, oh, you O'Brien. You were on, in a yeah. movie with you, mm-hmm. O'Brien, come fly with mm-hmm. me. And uh, it's, it's it's funny how many different actors intertwine with everybody else you know and Isn't have been that, on the show.
0: Uh, the the body of Christ is very obvious when you really start looking at
1: it. <laughs> now, of course, one thing that everybody knows you for also is you being in two Elvis films. Mm-hmm. What was it like working with Elvis?
0: Well, I worked with him. My um, our my first film was Loving You, Mm -hmm. his second film was Loving You and it was his first Technicolor film and I think first on-screen Kiss, so in that context we were um, pretty young for all that we had to deal with, he was in his early 20s and I was just going on 18 Wow! and um, so the impact of that was so, um, miraculous to me, I just couldn't imagine that um, with all of the blue-eyed blondes that they had interviewed that I was the one that got the part. Mm. I, I really, really w- w- said there's, um, this is a, a great mystery and a great gift. But what I discovered in um, Elvis was also a very youthful... And innocent um love of what he was doing he wasn't the the guy that you saw in the later years um he, he was um so bright and so fun and full of full of his songs and very easy to talk with and be with and also he um we had the um, an unusual um time together in, um, when we did uh, um, King Creole because the streets were so packed with kids you couldn't walk or drive to go to one set to the other wow. so they had to build ramps from building to building so that we could get around the city and in between sets we'd go to um, a, a a hotel room and wait there where Elvis would always go over and get the Gideon Bible and he'd break it open and read something and just make a comment about it or else he would give it to me and say, what do you think? And then I would open the Bible to any place where I found it and read it and then say what my instinctive response was. But what that said to me was that he was a boy that grew up as a a religious boy, Mm -hmm. not necessarily a particular religion. But in the South, there was a quality of Southern comfort. The quality of his own mother came through in that. And you know he was a man who had listened to his mother and loved her. It was very obvious
1: and And the image that of course we hear actors and 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 rock stars and things like that, and we we have a certain you know image of the wildlife that they have, but I've had a lot of other guests on the show who also have worked with Elvis, and everybody has told me the same thing he was such a gentleman, and of course the media and everything else has made him into something you know else, but mm-hmm. um everybody says the same thing he was so nice.
0: Yeah, well, I think that that's good to be in in that uh, crowd because I certainly I certainly found that myself, and it wasn't just once because we were in Loving You and we were both young. It was he made another film and so had I, and we're now working together in King uh, King Creole, in which he displayed the same. Qualities of um, goodness mm-hmm. and um, and gentleness of I think his own mother Gladys was very dear to him yeah. and I think he made her proud. <laughs> yeah.
1: Now, from loving you to King kareel you being in this in this next movie with him uh, was that planned or did you just happen to audition and you got the part or or were they saying hey? We want Dolores Hart back here.
0: Well, I—I I was uh, after loving you, Hal Wallace asked me to sign a seven-year contract for him, and um, so my next film was a Wallace film, which is Wild as the Wind with Anna Magnani mm-hmm. and Anthony Quinn and Anthony Franciosa. So it was—it um, was quite a leap to go from loving you to that kind of film. Right. And but then I'm not sure who made um King Creole. I know that I think it was Wallace Al Wallace who did that film because George Cuker was the um director. And I think no no not George cuker Um oh um, I can't recall offhand. Pardon? Queen Um, But anyway, um, Hal did keep me busy there in the very beginning. In fact, he didn't loan me out until um, my fourth film, which was Lonely Hearts with um, Montgomery Clift, and that was Columbia picture. Ah,
1: okay.
0: But... Um, he i remember going down to um new orleans with him and carolyn jones in the um train so um that was really the the continuity for me i think was being a wallace a wallace girl as they called them then <laughs>
1: You mentioned about the girls screaming for Elvis in the second movie, and it was yes. hard to get around. Uh, were you a fan of Elvis?
0: Well, t- <laughs> this is a true story. I, I'm not lying to you. I was in Marymount College and was under, this was before I signed with Hal, I was um, in college in a scholarship for having done the part of St. Joan. Well, after I was in, um, as a freshman, very shortly I learned from my own boyfriend that um, they were doing St. Joan at Loyola, and he suggested that I try out for that part, which I did, and was given that part. He sent my picture around to all of the people that he could get addresses from in Hollywood including Hal Wallace at Paramount he sent um, a talent scout to the um, show of St. Joan and I got the call at that point would I like to come in for a screen test that's a very long answer to your question (laughs) but um, it was through that um, screen test and that part that I um, was taken under Hal Wallace's wing as sort, and then he signed me up for a seven-year contract. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Now I know we're getting short on time, and I don't I don't want to hold you too long. I don't want to take advantage of you, <laughs> but uh, the uh, where, where the boys are. Like I said, it was one of my favorite films. Mm. Um, did Did you have to audition for that, or did they were they looking for you?
0: I think at that point, um, because that was um, after, uh, when was that made? 19... 1960, I believe. 1960. Well, I had been in a play in New York City, and I had come back from the play, and they um, they asked me to, to do the part. I think my agent and Hal negotiated with Joe Pasternak, who was the... Um, um, I think he put out where the boys are. Mm-hmm. So it was, um, it was, a, as they say, a deal made in the office. Ah, <laughs> uh, I see.
1: Okay. And now, here your career is going, I mean, it's really starting to go, you know, you, you've been in some great films and it's going up and all of a sudden you decide to go into the sisterhood. What what was your, your driving force to change change uh, well, goals
0: <laughs> you see I think um, way back when I was in New York doing the play at a point where I needed some rest friends of mine suggested I go up to this abbey in Connecticut and take a few days there and I said are there nuns there I don't want to be around nuns right now thank you <laughs> and he said no no they don't talk they're monastic So I said, of course, so I went up. Well, the minute I came here, I knew something in me had changed. Mm. And I thought, this is really, this is really where I should be. And that's crazy. So I talked that over with the abbess. I'm sorry, she was an abbess and the Reverend Mother uh, Benedictus. And she said to me, no, Dolores, you go back and do your Hollywood thing. You're too young to do this now. You just go and get that out of your system. So I was so relieved because i, I did it did just clear my head. but that was nineteen fifty nine by nineteen sixty two that said after I did the film with stephen boyd Lisa. and and Of course, my last picture was with James Drury. For whatever reason, I was really drawn back to um, this um, consciousness that this is what I wanted. I was going out with Don Robinson, who asked me to marry him. I think that was the pivotal moment, because um, we went to a, a, a party to celebrate our engagement. Afterwards, Don said to me, you really were not there tonight. What's wrong with you? Why don't you go back to that monastery and think things through? You're just not happy here. Well, to be told that that the guy you're going to be married was, was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And I said, Don, you're right. I will. I'll go tomorrow so I went the very next day back to Regina Laudis that time I talked again with Mother Benedict and she said um, she said well I think this is right Dolores for you I agree with you I do think you should give it a try why don't you take the next six months and get all of your affairs settled, and you come back in June. This was um, December. And she said, the only thing I ask is you don't tell anybody, because it'll be just like June Haver. You'll be in the monastery and out, and it'll be a big story in Hollywood, and I don't want you to become a statistic. Mm, yeah, yeah. So it was the worst six months I could remember, I mean, not to say anything to anyone. People thought I was crazy, especially when we turned down the film by Marlon Brando. My agent said, you must be out of your mind, or or you have a boyfriend somewhere that you're not talking about. (laughs) they, They were so wild with me, and so was I. But by the time June had come, I had already seen... The Archbishop in um, Hartford, and the Representative in California, and was cleared to um, to make this step so I afterwards I wrote to Hal Wallace and told him what I was doing. Well he wrote me the, the most angry letter he said don't Ever come back to Hollywood, Dolores? Because I will see see that you never get a job here again. <laughs> wow! Gee. But it was about fifteen years, and after that, Hal began sending up the community movies. I think his wife, um, Martha Heyer, who was a good friend, um, softened him up, and we got back in good good company eventually. Oh, that's good.
1: Now, uh, I I want to finish up with just uh, two quick questions here. Uh, But first off, uh, one thing about uh, The Ear of the Heart, your book. How did you come up with that title? I find that to be a very interesting title.
0: Well, that was Dick's idea, which I thought sounded like a medical journal. (laughs) (laughs) And and he said, no, my dear, you read the first line of your own holy rule. And I did, and I was shorn. I couldn't believe it. It says... um, Listen, my son, to the voice of the master with the ear of the heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was only—I had written, I had seen it in Latin, *A Sculto Opheli*. So I didn't make—I didn't make
1: the register
0: that the title came from the Holy Rule.
1: Um, yeah, yeah. Listen to your heart. That's basically now uh, finishing up with two final questions uh, taking us away from your book and your acting and being in the Abbey and everything Um, TV shows are there do you watch TV now or of all time what are your favorite TV shows that you like to watch and what about movies what are your favorite movies of all time
0: well um, we don't watch television in the Abbey I figured that (laughs) yeah we we don't but um, uh, I always loved James Drury I thought I thought maybe I was corny, but I just thought he was
1: great. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's a very nice guy.
0: Yeah, and um, movies, well, in those days, after having worked with Anna Magnani, um, The Rose Tattoo, when I saw her film, which through which she won an Academy Award, I was completely um, blown away by this actress. Having worked with her was one of the most exciting days of my life. I had one scene with her, and I think it changed my uh, my whole life in, in theater. I know five years later I was in a workshop trying to do acting exercises, and the director said to me, you are no good at this, Dolores. You know, there's a, there's an old movie down the street, it's an Italian movie. There's a girl that looks a lot like you, in it with Anna Magnani, I think you should watch her and I said you know that was me five years ago I think I should stop studying (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
1: well Mother Dolores I want to thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us and uh, your book is the ear of the heart people should go out and read it it's an amazing story and I thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us
0: well, it's been my pleasure, and you're a wonderful interviewer. So, um, if you get more, more more of us actors, it might be uh, my friends. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I want to thank the Reverend Mother Dolores Hart so much for taking the time to talk to us here at On Screen and Beyond, and. Uh, Elvis movies and, and and it's it just seems funny that uh, here we are talking to a, a reverend mother about kissing Elvis uh, she gave him his first kiss on screen and uh, it just seems kind of weird <laughs> but uh, it's uh, it's so fascinating to hear the stories of uh, of these actors and actresses that uh, that come our way here at on screen and beyond and of course uh, the music people and everything if uh, you haven't had a chance to go back and listen to all the people here at On Screen and Beyond, uh, do so. Because there are just some great stories that, that you'll really enjoy. And we run the whole gamut of all different actors and actresses and the things that they did, the things that they are doing. And it's just, just so, such great stories. So um, go ahead and give them a listen. Go to onscreenandbeyond.com. And listen to all the past guests that we have because they just has such fascinating stories. And Dolores Hart is just another one. The first one to start off Season 7 of On Screen and Beyond. And uh, if you've been listening to the show for uh, quite a while now, I've been talking about getting our 100,000 people listening to On Screen and Beyond per day uh by our 300th episode now uh, we've been getting close to that and it it keeps edging up every time i talk about this and i think what we're going to be doing is we're going to pick a date and we're going to say okay on this date or a couple of dates you know to see if we can make sure we get everybody a chance to do it uh get everybody to to tell somebody to you know download your first episode or all the episodes on this date we will hit the 100,000 per day mark i'm sure and uh, we need your help. So uh, tell a friend about the show. Get them interested in listening to all these fascinating th- peoples and their stories and everything. And uh, I'm sure we'll get the 100,000 people per day mark. And uh, that'll help us out. If you're going to be doing any shopping, be sure to go to com. Look for the ads we have. And if you're going to be doing shopping at these, these places anyways, uh, just for like, for example, Amazon. If you're going to Amazon, go to onscreenandbeyond.com and click on the ad that we have for them. It'll take you to their site. Uh, it's no different. All it's going to do is give us some credit for you going to that site from our site. And uh, it doesn't cost you anything different. Uh, it's just what you normally do if you're shopping. And it'll help us out. And uh, it'll help us to uh, continue to get new equipment and things like that and we appreciate it so uh, if you could do that uh you can do that without uh, really doing anything else you know you're not uh, uh, we're not asking to you to give money or anything like that it's just a uh, just a way to do something that will help us out so if you're going to be doing that and also another thing you can do is leave a review at itunes if you are downloading on screen to beyond there because uh it'll help uh Put us higher in the rankings and get uh, put them out to it'll put on screen and beyond out to uh, however itunes does their rankings and things like that and more people will hear about us so um okay that'll help us too so if you have a suggestion email us at feedback at beyond.com i will see what i can do about getting that person on uh, if you just want to chat Go ahead. Um, I read all the emails. It gets uh, It's getting a little hotter now to read them all, uh, but I do get through them all. And I will answer you if you have a suggestion. Usually I'll uh, send you a message too telling you that I did receive it. And I will be trying to get that person on. So uh, we're, we're trying to do what you want. And we got some great guests lined up for Season 7. So uh, go to onscreenbeyond.com. That's what I want you to do that's it okay i can't breathe too much here because my side is starting to hurt but uh next week we got a great guest coming your way and i know you're going to love it so be sure to tell friend to check us out next week too here at on screen and beyond so until next week when we once again take you on screen and beyond i'm brian Zemrak. take care <laughs>